why don't I go out and learn about personal development? Let me read some books. Let me hire a coach. Let me go to a conference. Now, I did not have a specific answer I was seeking. I was just open to this idea to say, if I want my life to be different, I probably need some new operating system procedures put into my noggin. Um, and so I started that in 2014. And it just was really exciting because all of a sudden I was, you know, seeing different opportunities. I was able to say no a lot easier because, you know, when you're in a position where you're like, either your business is new or non-existent, you can kind of get scarcity mindset where you're like, I got to do something. I got to try something. I got to go. And this coaching helped me build a, at least like a buffer around myself to not just be too, not to be so opportunistic. Um, so when I started Design Pickle, there was a list that I had created of kind of like, what's my perfect kind of business? Welcome to Future Driven. I'm Adam Kopp. And on this podcast, I talk with entrepreneurs and industry professionals about the challenges and the wins in their business. See the vision, drive the future. So uh, welcome to episode 13 of the Future Driven Podcast. I'm super excited to have Russ Perry, uh, CEO of Design Pickle, the number one graphic design Flat, saver, flat service graphic design request in the world. Does that hit that right, Russ? You know, it, I'd say a C plus. Uh, we're, how we're really describing it now is uh, the, the number one creative services platform because we're doing okay. more than graphic design. We can talk more about that later. But yeah, we offer flat rate ways to get creative help every single day. Awesome. Well, Russ, we met roughly over a year ago. I participated in one of your personal development courses. Um, really an eye-opener for me uh, and really enjoyed my process and would love to talk a little bit about that. But before we get there, you know, give us a quick little background of your professional career, how you got started, you know, what is that, what did your career look like before up until you launched uh, Design Pickle? Well, I mean, we can go back to when I was eight and my first business was my my ability to try to get people to pay me to read to them that was not a very successful business turns out most of my clients could already read so i i i've been always a problem solver and someone who has thought about how can i do th something more efficiently uh, more fun more creatively and this has led me to where i'm at today but prior to that you know i had uh, some really impactful experiences mainly in um, b2c branding and marketing work. Uh, I, I studied graphic design. Actually, technically, I studied industrial design. Uh, learned the most about graphic design. I say I was a very poor industrial designer. I was nice. a much better graphic designer. And uh, that led me to working with really great brands right after college. Uh, my first job ever was with LG, the big multinational company. And really funny turn of events, just last week, my first boss ever was my friend who got me the job at LG and we just recruited him to come work at Design Pickle. Like nice. I'm talking 20 years later <laughs> that, that, that he's, no, actually more like 16 years later that he showed up here to lead our commercialization efforts. But that along That's with awesome. a lot of, a lot of work at Apple was a, um, was a, was a, eye opener in terms of marketing, messaging, branding at a consumer level. Um, and so I was able to work during uh, the tenure of Apple when they launched the iPod and the iPhone almost to the iPad, although I left before then. And so that was just then what I took from my knowledge, jumped over to the agency world, 
tried to be more of a branding marketing consulting agency was not very good at that either. Uh, and, and over my misery kind of closing those businesses in 2014, I started consulting and found myself in a quote design pickle pun intended where I was able to, um, you know, like unable that is to find creative talent in a really easy way for my business. Like it was like, I didn't want to hire people. I didn't want to go through the rigmarole of a marketplace. And so inadvertently I sort of created a a self-service system for my consulting clients and, um, and focused on what my agency's clients were actually the most happy about. Like my agency clients were most happy usually when I got them like a brochure really fast. Like I would do this whole branding project and this whole big reveal and this like four month long thing and be so stoked. And they'd be like, oh, thanks. And then a week later I would do like a trade show graphic in a day and they'd be like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Thanks for designing that for us so fast. Nice. So I, I just leaned into kind of what I felt was the value, which was quick, affordable, good quality design. And yeah, 2015, January, we launched Design Pickle. Um, we're a global company now, 13 different countries, 4,000 clients, 700 team members, and we're helping everyday people just get the designs that they need for their business or brands. Awesome, man. Well, it sounds like all of those steps led you to where you are today, which is, you know, ultimately probably what you were looking for anyway. So when you say 13 countries, what does that mean? You have, you have uh, customers in 13 countries or you have offices? Great question. Actually, we probably have customers in more countries than 13, but yeah. our team is located in 13 countries. So our, te- our company is kind of two parts. We have our um, headquarters team, which is more what you traditionally think of our employees and sales and marketing and everything there. And then we have what do we call our subscription workforce. So this is our global contractors that work for us. um, And they are actually, we're in 13 different countries. So we have creatives from Latin America, Asia, uh, Africa, Europe. And people choose Design Pickle uh, for us to be part of their growth as a creative. Um, our model is really unique, whereas on most marketplaces or freelancing jobs, you're paid by the hour, you're paid by the job. We offer essentially full rate contracts. So we give the, the pay of what would typically be a full-time job in more of that you know, flexible work model. So we love it because our team is super dedicated to us. Our creatives, many of them work for us exclusively. And then from the client's perspective, um, they access global talent uh, at a much more competitive rate than most of the, the, the markets where we're in, where we have most of our clients, which would be like United States, Australia, United Kingdom, and so on. Okay, great. So I've been a user for two plus years, I think. I can't remember. It's somewhere in there. And, Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and that, that's how I originally, you know, led me to you on the coaching side as well was because you guys are running a, a big push for an annual subscription. So I, I just kind of bit the bullet there. And and then now, of course, I'm, I'm hooked in because I don't want to lose that subscription price, right? Yeah. So, um, but what I find very valuable, in addition to everything you just mentioned with all the different variety, was all my assets are in one place. And so yeah. there's, a, there's a big value there to be able to go back, search, find something. Uh, and I can tell that you're, you're adding more searchability and function like that, which is, I'm sure is in your roadmap. 
Yeah. And this is an inadvertent value. Like I can be honest, we didn't anticipate, that was never in my mind is like, Hey, let's create a home for everything that people would create. But as people have reached one year birthday, two year birthday, three year birthday, they're finding, wow, this is awesome. Like I can go back and find my files. I can see what I did a year ago. I can riff on that. I can do something new. And so we've been learning a lot with the project. It's like, wow, if we push more people to view this as their kind of creative hub, yeah. um, it's, it's way different than say like a Google Drive or a Dropbox. Because at the end of the day, when you have your files there, all you have is the end product. You don't know who designed it. You don't know what it was for. There's no metadata. There's no context. There's nothing there other than just here's a PDF or here's an Illustrator file. So especially also if you have a bigger team and you might have team members that are coming in and out, coming and going and leaving in the company, imagine a new team member, they, they log on and they see, they get the design pickle account and they go back and they can see the history of all the requests from the person that they replaced. Wow. What value, there's so much yeah. value there, but it, it has been like a light bulb moment in hindsight that now we're trying to make more of a priority, uh, sort of one of those accidental discoveries in terms of the value. Yeah. Well, you know, I find design pickle to be a very good value for us as an agency, but I, be, I continue to recommend to whether it's a clients that are not the right fit for us, or maybe they've moved on from us because graphic design is such a pain point. And of course there are other options out there, but the flat rate, um, you know, get it into the queue, uh, kind of methodology, I think works out really well. And I, and I try to, advise people to think ahead, get it in there, just get something going and then yeah. you can kind of riff on it afterwards. Well, and think about it this way. Most people are penalized for riffing and ideation and creative exploration right. from a financial standpoint or time. Like, Hey, you know, if you're being billed by the hour, by the project, you don't have, you don't have the luxury to just like, Hey, give me some ideas. Let me see what's going on. And also if things take two or three weeks just to get one concept, similarly, you don't, have a lot of runway to just have fun. Uh, we aim to deliver things in a business day or two. It may not be the complete project, but at least you'll get an idea where we're headed. And again, because it's flat rate, you can riff all day long. Like I send so much random stuff to my design pickle designer. It's actually kind of embarrassing when I do product demos with my account because yeah. they see all these like goofy fake rap album covers and other things that I do for friends. But, but I'm paying the same, no matter what, like, like yeah. I technically, I, I have a free account as the CEO. I don't actually pay design pickle, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, so that's, that's, what's the beautiful part about our model. And I think, I think we, if, if I'm talking just kind of the small business owner in general, one of the most disruptive things we did as a business is think about a different way people can buy. And that's to us. Like I didn't change graphic design. We're not using some crazy new tool. Our designers are really good, but are they the absolute number one designers in the world? They're not. So what we did is we innovated the way consumers buy. And I feel like so many businesses miss that opportunity. You know, you don't have to do something different or crazy. Just make the experience or the buying experience different. And that can be your competitive advantage. Yeah, I like it. So let's double back a little bit and talk a little bit about the coaching because I'm yeah only assuming that the coaching your warrior time was in around when you launched design pickle do you do you attach the the experience that you went to you know pre-coaching to being a coach and then as a coach as well absolutely in fact my value of design pickle and when i look at the value of, of a company 
it's a direct correlation to how much that I have invested in myself personally. Now, I made this realization, again, kind of accidentally prior to starting Design Pickle, but it was more or less me becoming honest with myself. Like I, I had to close my agency in 2014 and I, I kind of morbidly joke, it's like putting down a dog when you close a business. Um, you know, like, like, you know, you have to, it's really sad. There's really no way around it. It's kind of like you could keep going, but there's a lot of suffering happening. So you just gotta, you just gotta terminate it. So I was in a place to say, look, I want to do something different. My brain is the same brain today as the brain that created my current situation. So why don't I go out and learn about personal development. Let me read some books. Let me hire a coach. Let me go to a conference. Now, I did not have a specific answer I was seeking. I was just open to this idea to say, if I want my life to be different, I probably need some new operating system procedures put into my noggin. Um, and so I started that in 2014. And it just was really exciting because all of a sudden I was you know, seeing different opportunities. I was able to say no a lot easier. Because, you know, when you're in a position where you're like, either your business is new or non-existent, you can kind of get scarcity mindset where you're like, I got to do something. I got to try something. I got to go. And this coaching helped me build a, at least like a buffer around myself to not just be too, not to be so opportunistic. Um, so when I started Design Pickle, there was a list that I had created of kind of like, what's my perfect kind of business? Like not, not industry, not what am I doing, but like, what's my lifestyle? What's my... What's the model of the business? And DP matched up really well with that. Like it was things like subscription revenue, location independence. I guess I was planning for COVID back in 2015 because that's been a big advantage for us. Sure. Um, and then when I got into DP, I was like, okay, let's continue this journey for myself. So since then, I've done the coaching program with Warrior, although, you know, Disclaimer, it's now mainly an online program. Before, when I did it, it was much more personal with live right. events. Um, I've done entrepreneurs organization. I've done strategic coach. I've done specialized SaaS business groups. So I'm always seeking those answers, but it comes down to the same philosophy is even today as I sit here, I am not this equipped with the skills to run a $100 million annually revenue organization but I'm going to seek out those, that knowledge and that experience and those challenges to get there so that I, I can, I can be prepared once that day arrives. That's awesome. And so how long did you go through warrior before you took that and put that coach hat on? Yeah. So it's an interesting story. Um, when I was in my third year of personal development work with the warrior organization, they opened up an opportunity to get trained and certified in, in the model that they use. Now, they, their model is basically like a melting pot of a ton of different organizations. Like personal development's been around for 50 years. It's a lot of the same things that just get rehashed. So their model wasn't necessarily like specialized tools or tactics or like, you know, assessments. It was just, here's how we run events. Here's how we run groups. Here's how, here's our knowledge. Here's the thing. So I got that certification. I was actually the sixth person in the organization to get certified. Um, and from there, I thought initially, well, let me take this leadership training and I can then coach my team and, you know, give them that, that personal development knowledge. 
Well, I quickly learned that's a little bit hard as an employee-employer relationship. There are some right. HR considerations to, to manage. So rather than just saying, you know what, forget it, I opened up my own coaching world to clients of Design Pickle, to friends, to close contacts, and did that in very small batches for about two and a half years. Um, and that was awesome. And, you know, it's how you and I got to know each other a lot better and I found this to be immensely valuable for two reasons. One, the impact I was making was real and tangible. I mean, so many crazy stories from guys and gals of taking the tools that I used for my life in Design Pickle and then them teaching them and then them applying them themselves. But the other thing was that it held me, it held me really accountable. Sure. Like if I'm teaching people these things on wellness and mindset and business growth, I have to make sure that I'm also doing that, right? Like I can't be a hypocrite. So I continue to see success in my own area based around my own accountability. Here's where the problem came in. It's a completely different business. <laughs> like, yeah. like subscription creative services and small, intimate, intense personal coaching and training aren't necessarily like peanut butter and jelly. So uh, at the end of 2020, uh, I, or sorry, at the end of 2019, I made the decision to kind of wrap things up, close things down, got into 2020, was, had planned on finishing in March. Of course, COVID happened and my active group, I said, look, I'm going to continue with the group. And then, um, then we closed everything out uh, in, the, in the summertime in May. And um, obviously, you know, you had a lot of experiences inside of that. And yeah. From there, we, you know, I, I made the official close. So it was tough because I had to choose passion ver and you know, I purpose in both businesses. There's definitely passion for coaching, but I knew that that's always going to be available. Like tomorrow I could walk away from Design Pickle and do that. I want to continue to make sure that Design Pickle is the number one horse in the race that success of DP will only allow me to have more opportunities down the road. Um, so it was tough. Like I definitely miss it. Um, I'm running a, a, a group inside of design pickle with like 10 team members who are, are killing it, but there's not, it's a lot different energy and vibe than I'm used to. So I have to be sure. careful of what I say and you know what happens when they're employees. But at the end of the day, you know, I know it'll always be there. Yeah, no, that's great. And you know, if it doesn't serve you, right, you gotta, you gotta kill it and make sure that uh, you're focused on the things that well, are actually, yeah. And, and, and I, I want to lead in integrity in anything that I do. And so I imagine when, if, and when I come back to it and I've had bigger successes with design pickle, it'll just give me that much more credibility to help guide others. Not to say that I don't have it currently, but I'm still learning. I'm still growing. So um, so I, I, I just am going to be patient with it and until then kind of focus in on what I can impact the most right now. And that's my company today, my immediate family and, and so on. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I know that was a huge part of, of your last five, six years. Um, big part of my last year and a half and have really enjoyed, and you started that journey and I'm continuing on with, uh, another coach, Kevin, that you know as well. So yeah, yeah, no. And it's, and I think it's a lifelong journey for all of us, right? You know, while I've taught it, I've also learned it. And, and I think for the entrepreneurs out there and the business owners that are listening, like, how do you know when you're ready for this? I think a lot of it has to do when you feel like 
you are um, comfortable, when you're happy, but you are, you're itching. There's something inside of you that knows that there's something more. Like Adam, I remember talking to you, you were in like your backyard and we were having our calls and, or maybe it was your front yard, you're outside. I just remember that. And you're like, there's no fires. Like there's no, I'm not in a life crisis. There's nothing bad. My life is good. It's pretty chill. And that to me is even more reason why people should invest in themselves. It's very easy to say like, Hey, I need help when your life is burning down. Like when you're, when you're, when your house is on fire, it's easy to ask for help when you're just comfortable. It's hard, but that's, that's actually one of the harder things is to say, look, I'm comfortable but I want to, I'm choosing to challenge myself for growth. And that's where greatness is created. It's, it's choosing challenge over comfort and continuing to do that all the time. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, the big, the big takeaway from that event in June, I think it was, was, you know, comfort is poison and yeah. you know, to quote Kevin and Man, it was uh, an eye opener, and it continues to be. And I, I, I'm enjoying the journey. So, I appreciate you being a part of that. Yeah. Um, so, let uh, people obviously are going to ask me and and want to hear from you. What? How did you come up with Design Pickle? What did, <laughs> how did that name evolve, and why Design Pickle? So, for all of those listening who might be in the branding space, here's the reason. My previous agency had the worst name in the world period. And as a company that was doing a lot of outbound, a lot of networking, a lot of face-to-face business dev, it was a nightmare. And I'll say it on, on, on the, on the podcast here. So my partner, I actually ended up with the business partner the last few years, great husband and wife couple. And they had a creative firm in Argentina, which I think believe is still doing pretty well. NSB, an acronym for nonstop branding. And then my middle name is Keen, K-E-A-N-E. And we just jammed them together and put a forward slash. So it was NSB forward slash keen. Now, if you're watching my lips, you're watching the video, you're hearing this very clearly, you might be able to get it. But otherwise, it's a mouthful of soft consonants. And it's impossible to say it means nothing. We thought we were cool at the time with this like big multinational agency sounding name. And so after that, I was like, I just want something so simple. No one's going to mistake it. It's easy. I'm doing design. I love fermented foods. Design sauerkraut is also going to be hard to spell. So like, let's go with and searching domains. Oh my gosh, designpickle.com is available. Bye. And that was it. Now in hindsight, there's the phrase you're in a pickle or you're in a design pickle that came about. And most people think that's where it started, but it truthfully was just me being sick and tired of having to spell out like military style, my business name every single time I talk to somebody. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good story. And um, no, I mean, it's memorable. You don't, you don't have to spell it. It's, you can you remember it. It's easy to... And, and people have an emotional response to pickles. Maybe sure. bad, maybe good. Like I, I've heard, you know, what's funny is I've heard more stories of people who don't like pickles because of a terrible older sibling. Apparently older siblings love to torment their little siblings with pickles and make them eat them or, you know, do funny things, but people remember it. And they, and even if it's a bad experience with pickles, they have a story about it. They know it. They like, think about it. Like, so I think, I think sometimes with branding people overcomplicate it and they try to be too creative 
they try to over overanalyze it. But at the end of the day, like your brand is just an entry point for everything else. So if that entry point requires too much explanation or is too clever, then people aren't going to even make it through the door. And, and, and I, and I, and I learned that the hard way. So now it's design pickle Our it, our logo is a hand-drawn pickle with a smiling face and we just let it roll. And, and you drew that logo. Is that right? On a, on a, on a moleskin notebook with green felt tip marker. Yep. And I still have the original scans. <laughs> nice. And uh, with all the design resources you have at your fingertips, you're going to keep that simple and keep it in that hand-drawn vibe. So this is actually a pretty big debate inside the company. I, there is a faction that wants to rebrand. I think the pickle will always be like a Mickey Mouse type character. You know, we're always going to have it around. It's going to be on merch. It's going to be present. It's going to be front and center. I do feel like at some point I'm going to, I'm going to get outnumbered and, or just, they're going to rebrand without my permission and we'll modernize it. But you know, we got a ways to go. It's not a big deal right now. Nice. Well, uh, congratulations on 1 million, uh, requests that you just, thank you. Yeah. 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 That was uh, last week, actually a group out of Dublin, Ireland, who has a, a stress and anxiety company and an app dealing with that. And uh, they were super stoked, but yeah, we hit a million requests. I had to do a hot sauce eating challenge to celebrate it where I ate hot sauce of a million and 9 million Scovilles, which is nice. basically eating like pepper spray, like just how I describe it. Like you're eating mace pepper spray, but um, yeah, it was a great milestone for us as a company. It was huge. That's great, man. So um, that took you what, five years? So years one through five, we did half a million requests total. Okay. And in years six plus two months, we did another half million requests. Wow. So yeah, we, we did more in a year and a couple months than we did in the first five years of the business. And is that just simply based on your number of customers? Yeah, I mean, we're adding, we're growing. Everyone's requesting more. You know, we, we basically see a natural growth of our usage. I think this, to, you know, today we're around 12 to 13,000 requests a week that we're delivering and, and procuring. So it's a, quite an engine of creation. Okay. So, you know, when we started out, you said you're more in graphic design. I think that's your, your entry point. Give us a little bit of the, the current scope of what you have. Um, I, graphic design, custom illustrations are the two big ones that I know of. Yeah. So custom illustrations was our first foray into more specialized services. It's, you know, for most people who understand it, you get it for the, if you don't, it's, it's highly original work. It's work, you know, basically from blank canvas sketches, drawings, illustrations. And it was a natural test for us because our platform and our system, uh, the workflows are very similar with graphic design and illustration. So we didn't have to do much on the product side. We're actively working on two new services, specialized services. One is a huge um, demand. We've been getting it for years and years and years and years, and that's motion graphics. Yep. So we actually have an active pilot going on with the motion graphics team and clients, and it's crushing it. We, we had to turn off our beta uh, requests after two minutes of launching it because we had so many inquiries. 
Nice. Uh, and then the and then the other is actually more another specialized version of graphic design presentation design. This is actually something we get a lot. Um, both of those require a lot more from a product standpoint. So the workflows, the feedback, the iterations. So we're actually what we're doing is it's called a low code pilot where we're we're actually doing these pilots outside of our our core software platform with just a connected tools and third party software. And then once we understand the use cases, all the data, how people are using it, we'll create the engineering scopes to update our, what we call design pickle platform or DPP. Yep. So we're expecting to launch those this year. I can't tell you when, uh, probably Q, the second half of the year, but those will be ex really exciting because now, you know, our vision is you can come to design pickle, build your team, work with us across deliverables. All those creatives can work together. Um, it's managed by the platform. And, uh, and it's super seamless, you know, just really, really from one thing to the next, you're not having to go out and find, but uh, a creative or start over or the continuity, like retell your brand, retell your story. So we're excited on that. Um, you know, I, I've been getting requests for motion graphics from like the second week we were in business. So I know it's, I know it's going to do great and I'm excited to, to push that out. Um, and where we go from there, who knows, you know, we're, we're looking at things like copywriting. We're looking at things like 3d at 3d, um, modeling and architecture drawings, trying to still stay within creative services. Um, not so much get into like marketing services or business services, but just stay within that core for now. And all with the same premise of unlimited requests with the ability to, you know, get unlimited revisions and so Yeah. On. Yeah. And, you know, just a caveat for anyone listening, you know, it's a limited request. It's basically flat rate, but there is limited time in a day to get things done. So yeah. unlimited requests don't, doesn't mean um, instantaneous delivery. That Those are not, those are not like connected. So when you sign up, you, you are you have a designer working for you and he or she is working with maybe five to 10 other clients at every day. So we, we have a model where you can just get part of their day. You can add subscriptions to basically buy out more of their day. Uh, and, and our, and, but to your question, all of these services are going to have the same model. So you're not penalized with, you know, do I use it? Do I not? How much is this going to cost? You just know what your bill is. And truthfully, what we've discovered, if people use it two or three times a month, in time saved and money saved, it more than pays for itself. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> the, just because, you know, a lot of times I'll fill it up and with something that might, might work or might not work, but the ability to try something without putting stress on the internal team and then allows us to start something creatively and then we can either use it and run with it internally because all the source files come with, but also, you know, it might be giving us a, something completely different than we weren't even thinking. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're a creative services group, like that's what I find is awesome is you can use, you can use our services as, as a springboard. Like you're saying, yeah. let me try this. Give me, here's, here's what we did. Give me a couple other options. Let me see this. And you might only use it for one or two rounds and then just take the source files and run with it. But it saves so much time and it continues to get that. You just have ideas flowing automatically. And that's, that's, that's such a relief in a busy organization when often you don't have a lot of bandwidth to just ideate. Like that's a, that's a luxury sometimes that we don't, we don't often have. Yeah. And we've been, for our, for our company, we've been using it more as like a production type thing. So logo redraws, Yep. simple photo editing. Hey, here's a, 
here's a style we like. Can you, can you roll it out amongst all these things? Like that's been a huge um, value. Um, and we're just on the standard plan. I know you have a pro plan, which provides um, U.S. based designers and, and more connectivity during the hours. You, no, more inter always international. Just there, your designers now available real time, nine to five in your Slack. So it's designed for companies that might want a little more iteration. They want to chat They're, They, they need stuff more real time that has a same day delivery model. So we always try to turn around concepts the same day you request it. Cool. So that, that, yeah, that's the pro plan, which is a thousand bucks. And then our scale plan, which is a new name for what you're on. Uh, that's, that's now $500 a month. Got it. Um, well, it's been, a, a huge value um, for us. And, and, you know, it's one of those things because you're a flat rate, you can put it into the budget, you know what you're getting, and then you can start to, I'm always pushing my team to make sure there's something in the queue. I'm like, yeah. I don't care what it is, just get <laughs> something in there, get it moving because we want those ideas to keep flowing. Well, and again, my product team is going to get a little pissed at me, but I'm going to share some things we're working on. We're actually working on, you know, like it, it could be a year out, maybe actually we're building a recommendation engine. So the idea is that we actually start automatically queuing and recommending projects based on what your business is, based on what you're doing. Nice. So we hopefully will have robots taking that job over eventually for you. So your queue will always be busy based off of what you need plus what we think you'll need. So um, uh, you, you told us a little bit about what you have planned for the future, but um, so motion graphics, potentially copywriting, what other, if you could kind of predict what you'd like to be, you know, what does that look like the next couple of years? You know, I think, I think we'll only introduce a handful more of creative services. I think for us, when we look at the market of those creative services, when you add up motion graphics, graphic design, 3D work, I mean, that's a hundred billion dollar plus total market share. So yep. we, we don't need to continue to go on in other spaces. I think for us, it's really evaluating and making sure our platform is uh, evolves and the term we're using to describe what we're building is a creative enablement platform so eventually what we want to see is the ability for clients and creators to use our platform to more accurately get what they need and, and, and in a faster way and a great example is you know for example if there was more of like a concept or mock-up capabilities as you're making a request so you could find say a template that we have in our libraries you can, um, you can provide clear feedback around what you want. Maybe there's some AI and machine learning tools that could recommend certain things for you. And by the time that request is compiled and sent to your creative, there's no, there's no uncertainty around what it is you're looking for. And this to us is where we think that we'll really, you know, grow to just a global organization is, we're not, we're not interested in just connecting you with a creative and saying, hey, go figure it out. It's like online dating. Like online dating does a great job connecting you. For the record, I, my only online dating was, I asked my, for my wife's phone number on MySpace. That's the only time I've ever <laughs> online dated. But from what I hear today, it's, yeah. you know, it's algorithmic, they match you, but then it's like, good luck, you know, like go figure it out. Like we hope it works. And that's how marketplaces work. That's how agencies work. That's how all these, you know, companies like W2 employees, even you find someone then like, good luck. We're really looking at the way people create and how can we implement enough technology inside of that 
to where people will come and use our platform. But for example, one day, Adam, you will be able to use our platform with your own creatives and the system and the tools and the technology will be available to your creative ecosystem that you're creating. And if you need creatives, great. We have, you know, thousands of them you can add on, but that's the future of where we're going with our platform is it's really changing the way people manage the process of creativity to get from idea to actuality. So our roadmap, our teams that we're building, everything is being optimized for that. And I'm really excited for what's ahead. I mean, it's truly, there's nothing like what we're doing, nothing exists in the marketplace like it. That's awesome, man. Well, um, you know, one of the main goals that I had of coming through your expand program was to build a subscription model. Yeah. And I'd love to kind of get your feedback. You mentioned you went through the Matic guide, you know, what's your, uh, you know, reaction to what we're building there? You know, I think it comes back to what I said earlier in the podcast is if you could disrupt the way people buy and the way you deliver value, even if that end value is the same kind of thing you're selling today, that's what's really going to make difference in the marketplace. So, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for what you're creating. I think, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, I don't know if I'm like tips or advice is just like, yeah. Make sure that you just start small and really over deliver on the first con the first round of folks that come through. I mean, at Design Pickle, we had 30 clients our first month, which to me at the time seemed insane. And like, how are we going to handle it? And we really didn't push on marketing. A, we couldn't really afford to, but B, I wanted to make sure that we did a really, really good job with those clients so that we had a good base of referrals and testimonials. And so if, with the launch of anything new, including your subscription program, don't be too eager to blow it out of the water with your launch, like focus on a small cohort. Um, you know, we do things a lot where we'll, like I mentioned with motion graphics, we'll do private betas, private tests, things where we can get the, re, the re data and the results first. And then we adjust like, what was your expectation, expect, ex expectations? What did you end up getting? Were they met or not? Were they exceeded or not? And a little secret about DP, it's not like that juicy of a secret, but the system we launched with in 2015 in January, I was actually piloting and beta testing with consulting clients for about three and a half months prior in 2014. And it wasn't, the, you know, that I was doing it regardless. And I said, hey, maybe this can be a business. So that's another thing to think about is make sure that you have enough data around what you're doing. And if you don't, you just reach out and say, Hey, this is what we're doing. Who wants in, you know, class zero of this. I'll do it, you know, do it for 200 bucks or, you know, for not, don't, don't do it for free, but just do it for something that's like a huge yeah. value for them. Um, but I think it's, I think it's smart. And I think also what you're doing is you're, you're helping enable others with knowledge versus just giving them a product an end product. And that, that was what will create a flywheel effect because, you know, you may not have hundred percent success with all your clients. Let's just say you have 50%, 75% that will then feed in more clients and feed in more clients and feed in more clients. And that's how you really get to mass scale, um, in, in, in anything is enabling clients to be successful on their own versus just providing them a good, like, or, or an end product. Right. Well, um, didn't plan it at all, but today is the first day of our subscription or our beta program. The twenty. Ah, 
And, there you go, dude. You're so dude. You're on. Man, you must have had great coaches in your past. So you're already on it. You're already on but it. But we we turned it on today for them, and we're going through a beta. And so we'll go the next, you know, it's going to go 90 days, but the next 60 days will be beta. And then we should roll this out in May um, for real launch. And so it, it just, you know, between your schedule and everything that was going on, it just happened to be today. So uh, I thought that was a perfect time. Beautiful. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, congratulations. I'm, I definitely keep me in the loop and, and don't worry. I mean, I had a buddy launch a, a coaching and consulting business recently and he was so hungry to grow it and scale it. And I just said, dude, focus on the first groups, focus on the first groups, over deliver on that, over deliver on that. Cause that's your foundation for everything else for sure. No, for sure, man. I'm, uh, yeah, we're going to go all in on this. So, uh, I really appreciate uh, your time today. Yeah. And, uh, your help in the last year and, uh, looking forward to seeing where design pickle grows. And awesome. We'll, uh, well, if anyone listening wants to like tag along on my random journey, I just always mention I have a private CEO newsletter. If just go to designpickle.com slash under it's called under the lid. Uh, so like the pickle jar lid, get it. Um, but that's, that's where I, I infrequently publish maybe once every few months. So if you sign up, you, you don't get marketing automation, you don't get anything. It's just literally my own newsletter. So definitely go check that out. And you know, you just mentioned under the lid. So jar is your platform. We don't actually use that term. The technical term is design DPP, design pickle platform. That's what we call it. So jar is more like the generic, it's like saying earth. Like it's like, here's, it's the whole universe of design pickle is inside the jar. <laughs> nice. Well, um, Russ, it's been great, man. Appreciate your time today. And uh, we're going to be watching in the future. Looking forward to uh, being a long customer for a while. Adam, congratulations, man. Thanks for having me and, uh, and good luck with this big shift for you guys. I know you guys are going to crush it. Yeah. Thank you, man. 